today is a special day for us. In many ways, obviously, first of all, we are happy to have everyone here from our community. We just completed a formation retreat, so that's why we have many seminarians who are around the shrine. Today, this evening, we'll have an entrance to the Vishit. We have six young men who will be entering to the Vishit. We're very, very happy about that. Tomorrow is going to be an extraordinary day for us because it's going to be entrance into Pashtlansi in the morning. And then at 9 o'clock, this liturgy, we'll have the first vows as well as renewal vows. So we're grateful to God for these special gifts. But in addition to today and tomorrow, we this today during the, our liturgy, we have these three young men who wish to follow the path of their vocation to the priesthood. And so when you're in theology, you receive the ministry of reader. And I will speak a little bit more about that. And then the ministry of acolyte Although many times you hear in the church, you know, any server around the altar is called acolyte, but that's not the same thing. It's only by parallel structure that we speak of acolytes, these young, you know, altar servers. But there's an official ministry called Ministry of Acolyte, and that's when you become an ordinary type of a minister on a regular basis, not extraordinary. Is it's like a Eucharistic minister, but the Eucharistic ministers are on the extraordinary basis, but acolytes are on the ordinary. They can go any place, any church, any parish, and they can serve the Lord. They can also expose the Blessed Sacrament, love, you know, the, develop a, a deep love for the Eucharist. But we have to take a look right now what the scripture says to us. And the scripture, what it says to us today is there's first the readings that you may have prepared for today. The readings that we read are for the institution of the Ministry of Readers and Acolytes. So Ministry of Reader, the first reading, and Acolyte is the second reading. If you carefully read, and Brother Stephen read very beautifully, as he, as he always does, what did he say? He wrote, he read a reading from um, from the uh, from from the uh, book of Ezra, and what what was there? What was there? We have to remember in a historical moment of what took place. We have the uh, the exiles from the Babylonian exile. They're returning back. You know this king of Persia, who all of a sudden. When he ascended to the throne of the, you know, the, the, the empire, the Babylonian empire who took over, he, the first thing that he did is he released the captives, the Jewish captives, the, the people of Israel. He released them and said, go back to your country and rebuild the city and rebuild the temple. That's extraordinary. You don't, as a leader, you just don't release people and just say, go back. Not only that, he gave them the money to rebuild it. He gave all the vessels, all the vessels, the golden vessels, which were stolen from the temple of Jerusalem before it was destroyed in 586. And then it was burned down and he gives them back everything, all the treasures, telling them to go back and rebuild the, build, build the country, rebuild the city. And it is then 
that Ezra, who is the high priest, wanted to make sure that not only this, this initiation of rebuilding of the, of the temple and the city would take place, but he wanted to make sure that they were rebuilt first in faith, that they would rededicate themselves, reconsecrate themselves to God. And that was the, that was the reason. So what he did is he called all the people, all the people of God, men, women, and children old enough to understand that they would gather and that they would listen to God's word. And what did they hear was read Deuteronomy, which is known today as Deuteronomy. This is what they heard. And have to, you have to remember that the book of Deuteronomy repeats that which took place at Exodus, but also in a deeper sense offers reflection, the deeper reflection on the meaning of the covenant relationship, the establishing of the covenant with God. So what we have here is, is from the book of Deuteronomy, which Jesus quoted, uh, the first of all, the greatest commandment here, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your, with all your might. And these words I commend to you today, you take them to your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your, ho in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as, as frontless between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your, and on your gates. Hear, O Israel. This is what the people were hearing. And not only that, but the Lord says to them, your people peculiarly my own, I have chosen you, not because you're intelligent, not because you're good, not because you're holy, but because I have loved you. And he speaks to us in the same way, not because who we are, not because of who you were, but because he loves us, he loves us. And so the establishing of the relationship with God, which they heard, the people and then continue from, ch from chapter six and from chapter seven. For you are a people holy to be to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession. And out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth, again, it is not because you are something extraordinary. No, because he chose you because he loves you. This is what we are. And, and then what, what the book of Deuteronomy spoke to, to the people who were gathered and they heard from early in the morning till noon, they heard it and not only would they hear the God's word, but also explanations given to them. And they said, yes, far be it from us, they would not follow him, far be it. We want to follow him. We want to follow him because we want to receive the blessings that come from the covenant relationship because it comes from a covenant relationship of love. If you're faithful to me, I'll bless you. I'll make you, I'll multiply you. I'll make you grow. I'll protect you in a land that you have chosen, that, that, that I have chosen for you and that you are entering. I will bless you there, but you have to be faithful because if you're not faithful, then you do not allow the blessings to flow upon you. Fidelity to the covenant as the basis and foundation of graces that flow. So this is what we have. And so this is the first reading. So the first reading is what, you know, the institution of readers mean that you proclaim God's word, that you teach, that you explain, 
that you reflect upon the Word of God, that you live this Word of God, because ultimately, what is our vocation? We have to imbue with God's Word so much then, then that the Word of God comes out naturally from us, not that this is Word of God, so therefore I live that way when I preach and I live something else when I live my daily life. No, the Word of God has to be so imbued that it becomes part and parcel of who we are, because otherwise it doesn't make sense. We do not allow the Word of God to kind of remain there, but allow it to form us. And the second aspect today is from the Gospel itself, and it, that has to do with the institution of the readers, and that is the Eucharist, the Eucharist. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you. This is the life you, you feed and nourish on my body and blood. You share that body and blood with others. You allow it again to be transformed. You allow that body and blood of Christ to transform us into being like Christ-like, to divinize us. And so the ministry of the Eucharist, which is the being the server, the acolyte, is the central focus of what we are to be, especially in a special way as, as the, minister, the ministers of, of the Eucharist, the acolytes. Let me just say this. We celebrate this, this, this special day on the Feast of St. Maximilian Kolbe. We don't have to say most people know him. Simple, Franciscan, entered novitiate, last to 18 years old. A special, special love that he has, extraordinary love that he receives from Our Lady. You know, he wants to be a saint. Um, he received the two roses, the white and red, white purity, red martyrdom. He's in Rome at the age of 18, and what does he see? A huge, huge demonstration of um, Freemasons in Rome. And, and, and they're threatening the church with, with his very existence. And he says, what can, who can help us? There's no way to overcome hundreds of thousands of people who, are, who are, wish to desire and eliminate Christian faith, desire to eliminate Christian Catholic Church. And so he places everything under the, the banner of Our Lady. He says, you are the one. You step over Satan. You step over everything and any form of adversity. You're the one. God has chosen you from all, from the beginning. Gave you the special gift of the mystery of the Immaculate Conception, preserved from original sin. You allowed yourself to be used completely by God, as you said, let it be done to me according to your word. And he knows that it's under the banner of Our Lady that all things are possible. And you know, and here it is, I just a couple of quotes from Maximilian Kolbe. I invite you to give yourself to the Divine Immaculate Mother as a child to be the best, because she is the best of mothers. Appeal to her with simplicity in all your worries, in all your sufferings, temptations, and she will happily accompany you throughout your life. And then he says, devotion to the Immaculata, to the Immaculate Mar Mar Mother, is a secret many people are yet not familiar with, or rather, they know it and practice it only superficially, where the will, where by the will of God is the substance of all holiness. Powerful expression, powerful expression. She allowed herself to be completely imbued by the Holy Spirit. 
She's known as the spouse of the Holy Spirit because she allowed herself to reflect everything that the Holy Spirit desired and wished to give to her. Same for us, whatever the Holy Spirit wishes, allowing ourselves to be transformed by the Holy Spirit that we may manifest the Father's will through the Holy Spirit. That we may live out that, that type of commitment. Recognize, he says further, um, with sincerity that without her help, you are utterly unable to do anything in the work of knowledge and consequently love of her, which means we are to know her more, so therefore we can love her more. But then again, you remember St. Augustine says, I don't know if I love, if I know and then I love, or is it because I love and I know? Because love and knowledge are always going hand in hand. So he says, allow her to guide you, to teach you. She's a source of wisdom. She's the wisdom in the knowledge of the ways of God, ultimately the greatest form of wisdom, how to open ourselves to God, how to follow his will, how to fulfill his will, because his will is our salvation, our greatest happiness. Acknowledge that she alone must enlighten you more and more. She alone must draw your heart toward herself with love. Remember, therefore, that all the fruit of your reading depends on prayer to her. If you read, reflect, meditate, she'll allow you to come to know. And then, then he, he, um, he, he speaks very clearly. He was inspired by, Maxim, by, uh, by uh, St. Louis de Montfort. And he says, they will come to holiness and it's those who have this devotion to Our Lady who consecrate themselves to her, who allow, ourselves to, who allow themselves to be led by her. They will come to holiness by means of a singular devotion to Blessed Mother, whom they held in their minds and in their hearts as the most perfect model of holiness and rich source of divine graces. God will raise up these saints, especially toward the end of the world through Mary, his mother, so that these souls full of grace and zeal resist the enemies of God who arise, with who arise with fury from every side, the enemies of God. These souls have a special devotion to Blessed Virgin. She will illuminate them with her light. It will nourish them with her comfort, will guide them with her spirit, will support them with her hand, and will pro provide the protection. Maximilian Kolbe, as you know, offered his life on behalf of another while in concentration camp. A prisoner escaped and the penalty was that the camp was called and every, to, to roll call and every 10th person would, be, would die. And he saw the man who was one of, picked as the 10th man, a young man, began to cry, a uh, married man uh, with young children cried because that was the end of his life. And so Maximilian Kolbe stay, walks into his place, takes his place um, after being uh, examined by the, by the guards. He's allowed to take that place. And then we know that um, the penalty was death by starvation, but he didn't die. For nine days, 10th day, he should be dead. 
because there's no food, there's no drink, in an environment, he does not die. A witness to all those who are there, he's the one who leads them, sings hymns, prays, prepares them for death, encourages them, all of them die, but he continues to live and until he's injected with carbolic acid and he dies. Um, a witness to Our Lady, he dies before the Feast of the Assumption, the Feast of Our Lady, so we honor him on this day. May Maximilian Colby be a special, special person for you, all three of you here, for all of us. And I, I'll just read briefly and, you know, the instructions to the, by the church. Okay, Alex, Brother Alex, dear son, Dear Son in Christ, through his Son, who became man for us, God the Father has revealed the mystery of salvation and brought it to fulfillment. Jesus Christ made all things known to us and then entrusted his church with the mission of preaching the gospel to the whole world. As a lector and bearer of God's word, you will assist in this mission, mission of preaching the gospel to the whole world. <clears throat> and so take on a special office within the Christian community. You will be given responsibility in the service of the faith, which is rooted in the word of God. You will proclaim that word in liturgical assembly, instruct children and adults in faith, prepare them to receive sacraments worthily. You will bring the message of salvation to those who have yet to receive it. Thus, with your help, men and women will come to know God, our Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, whom He sent and so be able to reach eternal life. In proclaiming God's word to others, accept it yourself in obedience to the Holy Spirit. Meditate on it constantly so that each day you will have a deeper love of the scriptures and in all you say and do, show forth to the world our Savior, Jesus Christ. Stephen, both Stephen's dear sons in Christ, as people chosen for the ministry of acolyte, you will have a special role in church's ministry, the summit and source of, of all. The church's life is Eucharist, which builds up the Christian community and makes it grow. It is your responsibility to assist priests and deacons in carrying out their ministry. And as a special ministers to give Holy Communion to the faithful at the liturgy and to the sick, because you are especially called to this ministry you should strive to live more fully by the Lord's sacrifice and to be molded more perfectly in his likeness. You, shall, you should seek to understand the deep spiritual meaning of what you do so that you may offer yourselves daily to God as spiritual sacrifices acceptable to him through Jesus Christ. And so in performing your ministry, Bear in mind, as you share the one bread with your brothers and sisters, so you form one body with them. You form that mystical body. Show a sincere love for Christ's mystical body, God's holy people, and especially for the weak and the sick. Be obedient to the commandment which the Lord gave to his apostles at the Last Supper. Love one another as I have loved you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy.
simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.